0: This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg inspired podcast on the planet, we will recap UFC 287, Pereira vs. Adesanya. Hit you with our segments, isn't he awesome and real world callouts? And last but not least, we will preview UFC Fight Night, Holloway vs. Allen. Here we go. Oh,
1: we are back after a wild pay-per-view um and we got a nice fight night coming up so um yeah uh i guess we'll jump into it and start things off as we always do with our take of the week so ryan as always take us away
0: all right if uh so i say if Pereira, if he if he wants this third fight in mma to complete the trilogy versus izzy and izzy refuses to fight him again because i think uh you know, Izzy was saying he does, it's over. He doesn't want to fight him again. So I, I feel like that's a loss for Izzy in my book. And uh, not only does uh, Pereira win the trilogy if Izzy refuses a third fight, but I think it'd be a massive stain on his legacy.
1: Yeah, I, we've already discussed this, so no surprise it's involved in my take either. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't take the fight, if he, can just, if he just stalls it. And uh, he already sounds like he might be headed, like he's already encouraging him to go
0: up to 205. Which makes me think he's not like yeah he's like, doesn't want the fight it's hard to say he'd be scared after just that devastated knockout, but it's like, man dude you've you're one and three now, like come on, like, but he's celebrating like he's four 0 yeah, which is absolutely insane, so it's like I mean, if Pereira this dude gave you you know. Three, he give you four fights, alright you know, he give you a fourth fight after he beat you three times in a row. Like he didn't have to give you uh, a, even the second MMA fight. Like he's like, and you can't even, you know, you have to. Izzy, you got to beat him three more times if you want to uh, settle the score here. Like, or if you want to be ahead in the in the matchups. Like, and you're just gonna beat him once and then say nope, no more. Like that's absolutely insane in my book. And uh, you know, it just like even if he goes on to be like. The most dominant champ ever. Like you, and you if you ducked him, and wouldn't complete the trilogy, that's just like it's a, y, y, There's no defense for that. Like there'll always be questions around him being actually like top, top level, or like, mean, go at 185 there was or a guy whatever. That or if was he, better than him, yeah. If he ducks the third fight, that's 100 percent true. But just think of how
1: when these fights, in the moment, it'll be it will be a huge stain. But like w- once it blows over and it's passed and it whatever he said she said all he's got to say is like oh i'm injured right now he's going to have to wait oh now the ufc is not paying me enough for this fight now this now that oh i don't want to fight there i want to fight in australia or whatever all he's got to do is make excuses and tell her goes away
0: that's all he had to do and except he could have done that except he came out like right after the fight and said he doesn't want to fight him again like yeah, and so he he said now he it's needs like he so if he does pull all that it's like no, like it wasn't just circumstances, it was like you've said from the second after this fight that you don't want to do it again because, like, you were about to get beat pretty much. Like, yeah, I think he'll be protected though by the fact that number one,
1: most of the Israel Asanya fans probably don't remember Pereira's name, and it's the fight was four days ago, and number two, it's just like when somebody wins with a super questionable or even horrible judge's decision, like, like. Sean O'Malley beat Peter Yan like that. We're not even talking about the judges' decision anymore. It's just a fact that he beat him. Like people, people remember what happened, and they and then they will just change the narrative of why they didn't fight. Like this is like his defining moment. So I could see why he wouldn't want to fight him again. Should he? Yes. First of all, the
0: pros of fighting him is this would probably
1: be his one of his bigger paychecks. I mean, I don't know who else who.
0: He there's nobody left for him to, they're saying they're talking dracus to in yeah if, is his next fight if uh if he bad. doesn't fight Pereira. it's like come on now, you've already beat everybody else <laughs> like this is this is the fight like you're one one like do it and you know i don't sleep on dracus but that's <laughs> such a horrible stylistic matchup for dracus for the uh for the king of africa
1: they're calling it yeah yeah there you go and that's what uh Drakus is rubbing in, but man, think about that matchup. That's
0: such a bad stylistic matchup for Drakus. Oh, Drakus gets flatlined. I mean, but I mean, he might just walk around like a zombie, stumbling around for yeah, five rounds. Yeah, maybe he'll get a takedown, but um, yeah, I. Th- at the end of the day, though, this is a huge paycheck for
1: Adesanya. If that he would be passing up, I would assume that the trilogy would sell, right? Yeah, it has. To this sell is huge. Like. Honestly, for somebody who became such a boring fighter and was living off his highlights that he built while he was coming up to the like, once he became the champion, he's been boring ever since. His fight against Robert Whitaker, first fight against Robert Whitaker to win the belt was his last exciting fight, right? Until the last fight with Pereira. Yeah, he
0: really only has, like, Costa, um, Whitaker, first Vittori. fight. Second Whitaker fight was pretty entertaining, too, but it was more technical. But, um, yeah, it wasn't. But
1: the, he... He never he never put himself in any danger. He safely won all those fights. Yeah. He safely beat Vittori. He safely beat Whitaker the second time. He safely beat Cannoneer. I mean, do you even remember the Cannoneer fight? It was it feels like it was so long ago. It wasn't even that Yeah, I
0: was boring as hell.
1: Um Costa was just a super flat, terrible. Costa had no idea what he was doing in the Octagon with uh Adesanya. Maybe I'm that's be, maybe that's because Adesanya was so much better, or maybe it's because the moment was too big for Costa. It was like his Tenth or eleventh UFC fight or MMA fight, period, and he was fighting, you know, a world class kickboxer, and I don't know, it looked like he didn't know what to do. But either way, his fights, like Adesanya's fight with Brunson, his fight with Gaslam, his fight with first fight with Whitaker, were firefights, and they were his best fights. And then he was boring. His Yoel Romero fight, like he was boring for such a long time. Like this is is like. Like his match, like his best matchup.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has to happen again. It, unless Pereira doesn't want to cut the weight after a devastating knockout like that, then and that's fine if he moves on. But uh, yeah, I mean, if but I I'd think like he to would, see
1: he would cut again. Wouldn't you think he would? Like, do you think he's already fought the guy? They're one and one. It's his best chance probably to get the belt back.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, unless this would be, I think, if they're not going to give him immediate rematch at one eighty five. I think they should give him a immediate title shot at two hundred five. Yeah, have him wreck Jamal Hill, and then make the trilogy with two belts, champ versus champ. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's
1: probably a good a good route to go. Um, is but there any if chance out of sign he goes up? there has gotta get it. Yeah, is there any chance out of goes up to
0: two hundred five and fights for for two belts against Pereira? I think that's what it would be. Yeah. and then, I don't think Pereira would go up and then back down. And then
1: even if he beats him, he could say, even if Adesanya loses again, he could say, I'm still the middleweight champ. Yeah. So it'd be like the Jan Bohovic thing where, like, no one really took that too seriously. But I think that fight sells to, like, a unification or a double champ situation. Um, but, yeah, I think there's enough. I don't know. I just know how fans are. Like, is he a fan favorite? Like, if he dodged Duck Pereira, I think that there would be enough cover fire from enough people to say that, no, he didn't
0: duck him. Prayer couldn't make weight anymore. Oh yeah, the Izzy stands are gonna are <laughs> gonna just definitely, you know, just I don't know. They're probably related to some anime story where something similar happens, and Yitaro. it's like whatever. But
1: yeah, I will say for for Adasanya for all the cringe he's done, and he, even the cringe that he like wearing the dog collar and stuff. He did finally put it together in like a insane highlight moment. Like it finally all played out like. He's been cringe like uh, 99 times, and the, finally the one time when he won by like devastating knockout, it like wasn't. He had his like he had his like uh his like career moment of uh, yeah shooting like, the arrows like and his antics finally making finally managed fun of the up. kid
0: and stuff. But yeah, it was uh yeah what was on stance on, on Making there? fun of the kid, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought
1: <laughs> I, I thought it was funny too. But like, he was finally he finally yeah all his jokes and all his like behaviors finally, like, hit for me. Like, I was like, damn, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can kind of recap the fight a little bit, too, now just kind of jump into that. But uh, I think Pereira, he he blew it. I mean, I think um, getting that knockout like that in yeah. the fifth round, it, it made him a little too overconfident. And he was fighting the perfect game plan, in my opinion, <laughs> up until he got way too aggressive way too early. Like, he... I, all the judges gave that first round to Izzy. I thought it was very close, closer thought, than the first
1: round in the last. Yeah,
0: def, yeah. I mean, Izzy almost finished him in the first round, of the last. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was very close. I could, I, I could see it going either way. But that second round, Pereira was clearly picking up steam and starting to dominate. And he just saw that leg give out for the first time, and he just went, went for it way too early. It's like. I'm fine with you like getting him up against the cage, landing those shots, and then he needed to get out of harm's way and re-center back in the center of the octagon, continue to kick that leg, and then go for go for the finish in the third or fourth when he's a little bit more compromised. And uh we went for it way too early. Izzy was definitely not as uh as you know, compromised as as that leg kick kinda of looked like it was. I don't think it was like a rope it up like Izzy's claiming. I think he definitely buckled the leg. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he just wasn't quite as compromised as as Pereira thought. Yeah, I don't know about a rope but I do think that I wouldn't say if, I wouldn't say he used a gimmick, but I think this may
1: play into why Adesanya may not want to even fight him again. Like, everything kind of aligned for him to pull that little stunt off. Like, he's almost had that work for him, like, three times now, where he – the bell saved Pereira the one time. Like, yeah. he's been able to land that overhand right a few times, and this time I uh, – it all came together perfectly, but like, like you're saying, like, I don't think he did a full rope but I think he knew. Like I was like, he's got to get his back away from the fence. He's got to get his back. Like That's where Pereira like, unle- unloads at, and then, like you said, he wasn't as hurt as Pereira thought. I, I, when you were watching in real time, did you think that like Pereira had a shot there of like
0: hurting him, he, damaging him? I thought him? he was a good had a shot it hurt him. It didn't look like he was about to finish him though. Izzy blocked all those shots. Yeah, he didn't he had get a touched. Yeah. High guard up. He didn't nothing landed clean there. And then he just threw that over and right and just put him out clean. So I think it definitely would like Pereira should have stepped back and, and reset and continued to go for that leg and get him to a point where he's actually compromised and he would have finished him. I think that could be why Izzy doesn't want to fight him again too. Like Pereira he, has like a clear game. I was gonna say <laughs> Yeah, a clear that's like what I'm game saying. plan like, to win that fight if and he just knows like, all right, I've got to be a little bit more patient. He next outsmarted time. him this time, but if it doesn't work again and Pereira comes back with a different game plan, you're back at square one. Yeah, like Pereira just needs the same exact game plan, but like wait a few more wait till the end of the third sometime in the fourth to go for the finish yeah
1: it took three fights for Adesanya and his team to put this together and then now it's out, it's out the window like this cat's out of the bag like don't get baited to the to the cage and
0: yeah exactly Wait until you got un- unload. it
1: yeah so that's I mean that's I thought that too like it just felt like it was like his top of the mountain moment another thing I think uh, a lot of people are looking at Prairie like he's the villain so a lot of people don't care really if he gets his fair shot again
0: yeah, and they, like the good they guy figure,
1: finally
0: won. I a lot. Like, you know, he already jumped the line to get to the title shot, so, so like, yeah, why are we going to give him three in a row? Like, you know. Yeah. The, the
1: bad thing about Pereira, his career trajectory could take a wild swing after this because Jamal Hill is a good matchup for him. But after that, like, I mean, even a guy like Jerry or anybody, like, if
0: somebody takes him down and wrestles him, like. I think Jerry could be a cool matchup for him. It like, would be fun. they just go off. I don't think he's going to go take him down. I, I think mean, they're going to the, swing. the problem with you, uh, the. Bad thing about Yuri is he's, he gets hit so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yuri trouble. could get flatlined. I mean, uh, uh, the worst matchup at 205 would be probably Jan block. I was going to say, point. what happens
1: if you fight a Jan Blachowicz and then you just get mauled like Izzy did for five rounds and maybe even possibly submitted? Because I'm assuming Izzy's. Jiu-Jitsu is, but probably significantly better than, yeah. Pereira's.
0: Yeah, like that's going to be a tough fight, like a Jan Blachowicz for for Alex Pereira yeah. for sure. So you go from being like a seven and one, or now he's like seven and two,
1: or eight and two. Champion, he could be, he could be eight and five
0: before like before yeah, too he's, long. He's got to avoid wrestlers at all costs, and he's
1: old too, and he got knocked out.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. pretty bad too. He was out, out. That's that was the
1: next thing I was gonna bring up. When's the last time we've seen a guy asleep for that long on the canvas? Tony Ferguson versus uh, Michael Chandler, maybe. That's the one I. That's the one I went to too. That's the one I mean. I, I mean, went to it. Yes, physically was there, but like that's the one I was going to in my head as the yeah. longest um, that I can remember. Like they went to Izzy celebrating and all that, and they went back to Pereira and he was still like snoring.
0: Yeah, he was definitely out
1: he was yeah he was completely out and I wonder how much the weight cut has to do with that and I wonder I, I mean he, I don't know it was a it was a devastating knockout we like we haven't seen and like we've we've talked about this before too like how Izzy's best moments are like firefights but he just doesn't put himself into them so you have to start the firefight and then that's when he does his best work so he needs a he needed a dance partner he got one they're one and one in the MMA now. So I think I would love to, I would want, I mean, I would love for the trilogy to happen, but I don't know. Cause he can't other than settling the score. He can't have like a bigger moment than beating him there.
0: No, no, there is no bigger moment. Even if he wins like in the third fight, like that's as big as it gets as far as like how it all came together and whatnot. But if Pereira wants the shot, you got to give it to him. And, uh, I think everybody would love to see it. I mean, it's it's the biggest, one of the biggest fights you can make right now if you're the UFC. So, um, But even Dana, after the fight, was kind of saying, like, I think Pereira is going to go up to 205. So, um, yeah, I, I could see them just wanting to protect, like, the UFC, Izzy's star power. And yep. then maybe they do want Pereira to get the 205 strap and then make that trilogy fight. Then, like, that makes probably the most sense to maintain both the. Their legacy, or like Izzy yeah. too, because kind of zero keep risk Izzy with the belt. Yeah, it's
1: kind of zero risk because you can always come back down and fight it. Well, I mean hypothetically, saying he can always make weight, but you can always come back down and do the trilogy. But he might find a home at two hundred five, and he might be able to win the belt at two hundred five.
0: Yeah, especially if they just give him, they could give him a straight title shot. He just was the champion. It wouldn't be. There's Man, not that many contenders at, at yeah, 205. I was gonna say, who cares about the only? You know, it I wouldn't mean, be. Jiri probably earned a title shot when he returns, but yeah, it wouldn't be crazy to let Pereira just go straight to a title shot or just give him an easy, ma- like somewhat easy match. There's easy matchups for him at 205 against guys that don't wrestle, so um, yeah. that he would probably put lights out on. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I do think
1: something like a a title versus title fight at 205 would be. Man, what happens at 205, though? He'll be so much bigger than Adesanya. Adesanya will show up 198 pounds, and Pereira will show up at 230.
0: Yeah, he'd be that's, huge.
1: That's a whole other risk for... And his chin will be better. His, he'll be less drained. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe these two aren't done. But uh, speaking of
0: done, your boy Jorge Masvidal, you think he's actually done? He's done. What he else should is should be there? done, right? Yeah, they, he's done. He's absolutely done. There's nothing left for him um i mean gilbert burns just dominated uh masvidal masvidal he didn't look like he's been training did he or seriously training he did, he looked out of shape i yeah. thought he didn't he um, looked his
1: crew he looked i mean he looked that was not the same guy that like fought like Kamara usman on six days notice or anything like yeah. he looked like he's been like lo- physique wise yeah, and yeah, stuff like like, like, and like he looks slow like gilbert burns can hit can strike but like Masvidal's a way better boxer than Gilbert Burns, but he was getting pieced up by
0: him. Not anymore.
1: And Masvidal's chin had never fit, never really faltered. And he got stunned a few times bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't... He's lost a step. He's older. Um, he doesn't look like he's trying... You know, he doesn't have the dog in him as much anymore, and uh, Gilbert Burns still does, and, I mean, Gilbert Burns just a better fighter. That's what I thought. Like, Masvidal at one point would have beat Gilbert Burns, but just at this point in time, it's... You know, it was going to be all Gilbert Burns, and it was. So, yeah. I mean, Masvidal, he's retired. He should stay retired. <laughs> I don't see any any reason for him to uh, to fight again. I mean, what's what 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 would be the point? Who's he fighting if they bring him back? Right, like
1: that's the thing. That's like the that's the pro, That's the UFC's biggest thing they run into. He can't fight. And, he can't fight and lose because a nobody, even a nobody, will beat him right now. Like he, that's the worst version of Masvidal we've ever seen. So like an unranked guy could beat him, and then like what does that do to you? Like other yeah, than, other Vidal,
0: I wouldn't mind Bay it jug. though because if Miles Vidal sticks around, it it's just gonna be like him just getting smoked by every up and coming contender, and I would just love to see him lose eight fights on his way out. And <laughs> what's uh, he had?
1: He's probably He's lost like five or six in a row, hasn't he? Five.
0: Yeah. Did he beat? Has he beat anybody since he beat Ben, ben Askren? Nate Diaz was right after oh that's right he did beat well I mean it was questionable it victory. Was a doctor stoppage so it's not well, a real right. victory so that's right he's got
1: lost to Usman twice Colby Gilbert um was that it so four straight losses I don't know he's one of those guys though like where his star power was bigger than his actual abilities so it doesn't make sense for him to stick around and because he has to fight they have to pay him a lot he has to fight on the top of the card. But he can't fight the best
0: guys because the best guys are just gonna just to destroy him. So, um, yeah, yeah if mean, he can't be competitive against Gilbert Burns, he can't be competitive against anybody at the top of the uh, division. So, I mean, if they keep him around, he's just gonna be getting like they're gonna put like guys like Shavkat up against him to just stomp yeah, him. It was extremely
1: uncompetitive. Was the was the right way to put it? It was extremely uncompetitive. Like. It was in. It was all boxing too. It was well. Gilbert slammed him and wrestled him a couple times. Like it was all in Jorge Masvidal's world, like all in his in his preferred discipline. And he never even. I don't even know if he landed a good shot. Didn't seem like it to me. So, I guess he's gone. Does uh, Gilbert Burns get a title shot off of this? I doubt it. But there's a lot going on there. I think it's Colby now. Like, well, that's what Dana's like. Yeah, Dana wants Colby to get that belt. Yeah, Does I mean, the only you? way
0: it wasn't going to be Colby is if Masvidal happened to win in devastating fashion. And, I mean, Gilbert Burns, I don't think he gave him a title shot off of that win against Masvidal. It was a decent performance, nothing. I mean,
1: yeah, and he just lost to at last year, so it's not like. Yeah,
0: I mean, in a great fight, though. But Great fight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really. Like too crazy to say Gilbert Burns deserves it over over Colby, so I'd say just give it to Colby. He's got you know brain trauma from that <laughs> Masvidal beatdown. So Masvidal's last victory. Yeah, Masvidal's better in the streets apparently than he is in the cage these days. But <laughs> yeah, it must be.
1: Um, yeah, Rob fought Adrian Yanez, This is one we nailed. Um, this is where we took the like to take the proven product over the hyped. Uh, it's, Adrian Inez's best wins were, like, not not great wins. He looked good, but he hasn't had a great win. And a guy like Rob Fon, who's been fighting at the top of the division, like, basically paid his dues, was never really a huge prospect ever until he just started winning a ton of fights out of nowhere. Um, I felt like the writing was on the wall for this one. I was not expecting a devastating knockout. Though. No, that dude, where did Rob
0: Font get that power from? I didn't know he had a – I thought he only could jab, like, but apparently not, like <laughs> – yeah. He came through. I thought it was going to be a decision. I thought it was going to be a similar fight to how it was going, but I thought Font was going to win the decision. And, uh, yeah, he took out Adrian Yanez. at just levels to the game. Um, exactly. You know, Yanez did look good early. Um, he did land some pretty powerful shots. Uh, Font was getting busted up a little bit, but then you just started seeing the tide turn. There was just a few jabs that Font landed, and then Yanez kind of just was really like— Really
1: saw his head start snapping back yeah. on some of those. Yeah,
0: and as soon as that happened, Rob Font started taking over. Yanez kind of just— uh, it seemed a little shell shocked for a second, and then got got flatlined. So yeah, that was
1: that was a really impressive victory, and it was nice to uh, hit an underdog there. Uh, Kevin Howland came through, looked great in his fight against Ponzinibbio. Did Kevin Howland look great, or did Ponzinibbio look not great?
0: Uh, a little bit of both, I think. I mean, Ponzinibbio, I think he's old. This is one where I said I made the pick with I said go underdog Ponzinibbio on this one, but then like all week I'm just thinking like. Kevin Holland's going to win this fight like pretty easily. I feel like like all if he just literally if all he has to do is show up and not, not be a complete stupid. moron and he's going to win. And, and at 170, he seems to be more competitive. He's talking still, but um, less during the middle of the fight and mm-hmm. more just in between rounds. So still keeping it a little uh, a little crazy, but um, a, tame, a little, uh, you know, tame, taming it down a little bit or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, he. Uh he put together one of his better performances, I thought.
1: Um, it just looked like he was kind of dialed in. It looked like it just seemed like a matter of time before that left hook found a home because he had landed it early in the fight, and then he kept going back to it. He was so much longer. His his length, his his reach was like he had a huge advantage there. Um, yeah, he looked sharp. And Yeah, Ponsonibbio, six, five, six years ago, maybe it would have been a different fight, but now yeah I think uh
0: yeah the speed advantage and everything he had on him I mean Kevin Holland just looked really good he needs to stay at 170 I don't know why he ever takes fights at 185 it's like 170 is clearly his division and uh I mean he it's just tough for him like you got the wrestlers at the top in a different stage of the division when strikers are near the top he could like make a run at the title but um I just don't see him getting past guys like Colby and you know, Leon would be a cool fight versus Kevin. Kevin Holland versus Leon would, could be an interesting fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has, advan- he has advantages. I've, there's no fight where he's really, like... We've never really seen him, except weirdly, Kyle Dawkins hurt him really bad, but that
0: was at 185, right? Yeah, I think so. But I know it was a clash of heads, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. But we've never really seen... But he was piecing him up. It was a weird. But we've never really seen him. Like, he's taken fights with Marvin Matori, He's taken fights with... Um, Brunson, he's taking fights with guys who were just are able to maul him, but, like, nobody's ever really been able to, like, get rid of him or, like, really beat him up bad. Um, Wonder Boy beat him up pretty good, but that was had a lot to do with the fact that Holland had one hand, so...
0: Yeah, um,
1: right. And that was another fight where maybe
0: Kevin Holland had advantages that he didn't even try to use, so... but oh yeah, Apparently it was agreed <laughs> upon before there would be no takedown, so... Yeah. Which kind of seems idiotic when you're fighting a Wonderboy. I bet. That's
1: why you can't trust the guy when he's a minus <laughs> yeah. 250 favorite, though. Yeah, so. that's true. So anyhow, it's it's a. Uh, I would say the events are more fun when he's winning, though, and his, putting on his antics and winning. So, And, I mean, again, main, main event, great finish. Rob Font, great finish. Kevin Holland, great finish. Chris Curtis, Kelvin Gaslam, no finish, but great fight. Probably, great fight. Probably the best Kelvin Gaslam has looked since... Not a signing fight and his chin held up, Chris Curtis's chin held up. This was just a full blown war.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I did my boy a favor, Calvin Gassim by you picking against him. him uh, because if I pick him, he he loses every time. If I uh if I pick against him, he wins. And uh that's what we saw this time. Um I mean I kind of laid it out like Calvin Gassim has a very real chance at winning this fight and looking good because he's finally fighting somebody that's his own size. Like you see when he's not at a giant reach disadvantage that uh that he can really put some stuff together and i think you know i just wish he could make 170 and make a run at it because he oh, could he could definitely he could be, make 170 yeah i i mean apparently not though you just because, wish he would try to make 170 yeah he had the discipline to make 170 maybe just a big bo- just got those heavy bones or something dude but i don't know like <laughs> he's because uh, 185 is clearly not his division He's one of those guys i think that benefit greatly from like a 175 division or something he also has a very solid wrestling base that he just refuses to ever very rarely yeah yeah very strange but yeah he looked really good vintage kelvin gaslam um put, put it on chris curtis who's a pretty solid fighter but uh yeah it's just uh unfortunately kelvin gaslam is usually fighting guys that are you know six two six three or something and instead of five ten or five nine whatever he is yeah and to be fair to chris curtis he had some good moments in that fight too those guys are both landing on each other it's just if there's
1: one thing calvin gaslum's never had a problem with it's his chin Maybe yeah because he doesn't not only does he not cut
0: weight he flat out gains weight yeah right he's, he's definitely got a chin and he uh nobody really takes him out so um yeah he looked really good in this fight i was glad to see it it's my guy
1: yeah anybody else in this uh in this recap um uh, that was a unbelievable main card um like i said every single fight except for the co-main event um and well the, i mean curtis first gaslam didn't end in a finish but it was a full-blown war for 15 minutes um all the other ones were unbelievable finishes so as far as you what you you couldn't ask for like a better results in a on a card um as far as like action delivering action so um
0: yeah i mean what were your thoughts on the basically the main card and how it went down yeah it was a sick pay-per-view I mean, it was one that, like, even the Masvidal vs. Burns wasn't the best fight overall, but um, it still... There was a cherry on top of uh, getting to see Masvidal retire, so it was just uh, as exciting as the rest of them for me. Um, yeah, like you said, there was just finish after finish, and then the Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gassman was the last card on the fight on the prelims, but then we had the uh, the young the young gun, what's his name? Ro- Raul Rosas. Raul Rosas got taken out, man. I, I should have... Bet on uh, what uh, yeah. Christian Rodriguez? It, that's like you it's just know ones, that's going to happen. It's one of those
1: ones where it's eventually going to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it was just a matter of time. Like they always try to push these guys like too soon. You know, you put this kid on a pay per view that's 18 years old, and uh and he just um, he wasn't ready for
1: it. Yeah, you like I think it's like the Chase Hooper situation. I think you yeah. compared it to that last week. Yeah, he's in my he's in my call out. So. um, yeah, it's it's not really his fault, but it's not a great situation to be in. But I mean again, they put too much on him too soon. Like what's he supposed to say? You know what I mean? Like
0: Right. If I'm 18 of, though, like I'm not going to the UFC. Why like wait through like <laughs> you know, I know it sucks like you want to start making money, but like that's going to hurt your career more than it's going to help unless you're just like John Jones type, uh, but even then, he yeah, wasn't 20, 20, 18. Yeah, he was like 20 when he started in the UFC, and he was he's an absolute freak. So, um, I yeah. mean, it's rough, like, you got to get a little, unless you're very well rounded, then I don't see any benefit if you're somewhat of a specialist yeah. in going if the UFC has to hunt down and find these guys that they think.
1: You that they these guys that no one knows about that, that basically are showing up to lose a fight to you and then get cut. Like, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Because that means they're propping you up. It's, you're not there on your own merits. And that doesn't mean you're not good because the kid's obviously good. But if you're not there on your own merits, it's only a matter of time before somebody with less of a name, less of a story comes along and just has that experience, whatever the factor is, has been in that situation before, can weather your storm that you've never had anybody's weather before. It's just a matter of Somebody you're going to come across something you've never seen before. You're fighting against guys that have been doing this a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's bad luck. In the UFC just they don't they don't slow roll anybody really. Like O'Malley they slow rolled more than anybody they've ever That's had before. Pretty, yeah. And um and even then it was not too long before he had to start taking better more skilled opponents. So, and O'Malley was better than like ro- like um what's his name? Uh, Raul Roas Raul, Raul, or whatever. So, I mean at least more well-rounded as far as striking but they did just give them all strikers. Um it's I think it's a lot tougher for a grappler to be protected than a than a striker. Yeah, cuz yeah,
1: obviously for the reason of you, you always have to start standing up
0: and find a way to <laughs> yeah. get to the ground. Exactly.
1: So yeah, uh that was kind of a I don't know if that was a surprising result but it was uh it was another twist in all the twists and turns on this card. So overall it was insane card like I like I said like kind of like ranking pay-per-views this was like t- tier one pay-per-view like
0: yeah you basically adesanya, sure.
1: basically your biggest star in the sport arguably and then you had masvidal i mean at one point was the second biggest star behind adesanya they were on the cover of that ea ufc game together
0: right then you got yeah those and then it's in miami too for the masvidal thing and then yeah. you got like font versus seen as delivers which I, I figured it would so it would that would be a yeah, fight that that was, a sleeper. That was a sleeper
1: fight on the main
0: card yeah definitely and Holland versus Ponzinibbio you know Holland always shows up um, you got Trump sitting I was there just about to say you got Donald you Trump rings, Donald Trump and Kid Mike Rock. Tyson Mike. Kid Rock they were all right there I mean Kevin Holland's talking to him the whole time and stuff and uh, yeah and then you got Chris Curtis Gasson shows up so yeah one of
1: those one of those cards where everything kind of fi- fired on all cylinders and everything kind of worked out.
0: Yeah, I was pretty jacked up after the after the fights. Like, I probably looked like a hater. I, I left before Izzy even got on the, on the mic. I was at the movie theaters watching it, and I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Everybody else in the theater was huge Izzy fans. Yeah, Izzy was a Izzy's a fan favorite.
1: Um, and to his credit, like I said, he's been cringe 99 times. He finally
0: kind of landed all his. It kind of worked this time. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, he he had a. He had an all-out performance on uh, in the cage on the mic, and yeah, he finally uh, he got put it done. all.
1: The dog tag or the dog collar thing was still pretty lame, but
0: yeah, I mean he he definitely makes some questionable
1: fashion decisions. <laughs> the dog collar was lame, but everything else, yeah, on the mic like you said on the mic in the cage he finally he finally basically put it all together and this is what everyone will remember. So
0: he uh, there's definitely like a better fashion choice to get point of you're a dog across than wearing a dog collar i would yeah. say i don't know i don't know what it is exactly but if you gave me some time to think about it i could come up with something better than a dog collar there's just i mean i don't even think there's a reason to say you're a dog though like
1: there's just not really yeah or do you just say it in the press conference and everyone believes you you don't have to wear the dog collar why that's, doesn't he
0: have a dog with him
1: I, that's yeah or something have a dog sit next to him or walk something. walk out with the dog that would have been a good one. Um
0: would they let you? I don't then know. again,
1: knowing Izzy, Izzy it's a good thing he didn't have him walk out crawling all four <laughs> with a leash on him and like lift his leg to pee or something. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So, or,
1: you know, we've seen what Izzy does with his dog at a <laughs> That's home, true. So. Yeah, he shouldn't even be talking about dogs. Like he shouldn't be able he couldn't have a dog with him because he's not allowed to own one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, I guess we can uh I guess we can wrap up that card again. It was a, it was a, it was a great card. Another good card. We've had, we've had good luck. All right, then we can move on to our segments. Then uh, it's an odd number week, so I'll jump in first. Um, my is the awesome. I got uh, GSP saying that never say never on him competing again. I think he, I think that the headline was clickbait. I think he said, I'm, my serious comp- competition days are over," but. If there was the right scenario, he would compete again um, under other circumstances. So, GSP, it seems like every couple of years he comes around and says he might fight again. I don't think he's fighting again. No, no, he's definitely not fighting. He might grapple or something. Didn't he, I was trying to remember, didn't he want to box really bad at some point? And that was like a point of contention with the UFC was like, if I come back, you have to agree to let me
0: box if I want to box. Do you remember that?
1: That was like yeah, around 2020. They're...
0: Yeah, was it around, like, the Bisbing thing or right after? It was after the Bisbing thing? No, I think but, it was when people were talking about him maybe fighting Khabib or something. Oh, yeah, I think that's possibly it. I think you're right. Something, I think they were trying to set up a super fight with Khabib, and, yeah, he wanted to box, something he like did that. A, he There's always some sticking point with GSP in his <laughs> negotiations. He's, uh, he's a master <laughs> negotiator. I know Dana absolutely hates that, but. Yeah, GSP and Dana's going back and forth for so long. That's a long that's a
1: long history of GSP didn't want GSP didn't want to fight people cuz they run steroids GSP like it was a long GSP poisoned Nick Diaz
0: backstage he did poison Nick Diaz so there is that Yeah so don't trust GSP shady but he hired uh he hired Mickey Avalon to GSP, kiss BJ PJ Penn. Penn. Yeah he totally threw him off his game He,
1: he yeah he's been abducted by aliens He's really into dinosaurs. Yeah, he's a strange guy, but maybe we'll see him. Uh, he loses time. That's just because he's concussed from Matt Serra. <laughs> yeah, but he thinks it's aliens. Arguably the worst loss in UFC history, GSP to Matt Serra. Guy's been all over the place. Still an all time great though. Um, no idea what he's talking about though. Seriously though, no idea what he's talking about when he said, "I'm m- never say never on me competing again." Like, what? What do you think? He even is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What, who would he come back and fight at this point? Well,
1: like, I, I do... I, it did say, like, my serious fighting days are over, but under, like, a whatever
0: special rules or certain circumstance, I would... Is he under contract with the UFC still? I'll assume hasn't he, so. Yeah,
1: hasn't he always been? Isn't that wasn't that like the big because he was that's like his thing. He's like a hostage.
0: Yeah, he he have to get released from the UFC to do anything except for like what, like jiu jitsu matches and stuff. Like, he might be able to get released now. It seems like Dana's more more uh, open to letting guys go now. Yeah, I think it's more endeavors, but I don't know about a GSP type level. What, if they're just gonna let him go, like they let Anderson uh, I guess Anderson
1: Silva fought out his contract.
0: Yeah. Did he, he, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he definitely did. I think he had, to, he had to lose five in a row or six in a row to do it, but he did it. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna let him go. What, I, I mean, maybe he'd be in some celebrity boxing match or something. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I, I, I know this because I follow him on Instagram. He stays in great shape. So yeah. Maybe he just wants people to, wants to gauge interest. But who knows? Um, it's been a really long time since he's fought. But we'll see. Uh, I'll move on to my call though. I got Raul Rosas. Uh, Again, I hate to, you know, bash on an 18 year old kid who's doing something that's pretty unbelievable, but um, probably a good time to kind of reevaluate. Um, I mean, he was saying in the press conference, and again, there's nothing wrong with being confident. You have to be confident. You actually have to be a little crazy to be a fighter, but saying that he thinks he beats everybody and what division is he even in?
0: Um. Well, like maybe 155 or something.
1: Yeah, seems like that's about right. Yeah, saying that he beats everybody at 155, he's already thinks he's the champ or whatever, and he got beat by a guy that nobody nobody knew anything about. So, um I don't know if it's his team. I don't know who all, like too much, too quick. Um, there's not going to be like a. There's a reason why like the
0: bantamweight.
1: Oh yes. yeah, see, I had no idea. I guess it, I figured he was kind of—he is pretty small, but yeah, it's just—it's a good time to reevaluate things and probably go back to the drawing board. And um, obviously, they think he's good. Obviously, the oddsmakers think he thought he was think he's good because he was a huge favorite. Um, but too much too soon. Probably time to uh, reevaluate and just pump the brakes a little bit. I don't. Th- I think you can be cocky and you can be like um like brash and outgoing without saying like i think i'm gonna
0: win this belt like i think i would beat everybody already yeah you don't need to say that like come on dude like you clearly have (laughs) some giant holes in your game still like definitely good to be yeah you have to be confident confident. but not delusional that's when uh that's when it starts to get there's also yeah there's a skill to like talking and i feel like the cheap way
1: to do is just be like i i already think i beat everybody like I don't even know if like Connor said things like that. Like he would have, but I think he had better, smarter things to say than just like that. Just seems like like you're not sure what to say, but you want to sound like you're.
0: Yeah, it's like do some stuff to back it up first, and then start talking. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know what to say about that. Again, he's supposed to be in high school, and he's fighting in the UFC. That's pretty cool. But um, this is a huge setback for him. Overall, it'll probably be the best, one of the better things to happen to him because you lose the fight, you realize. It's probably better to face adversity early than get yourself fast tracked to a i don't know some sort of contender's role and then just get smashed like Edmund Chabazian or some of those other guys we've seen happen
0: yeah, right, so but, yeah it's just it's tough in the u f c you don't have much time to <laughs> develop before you start getting smashed so
1: and it, <laughs> There's no reason to get started when you're 18 because you're, you're you only got
0: like eight years anyways.
1: Of yeah, good fights.
0: Why don't you start? Take, why don't you just take easy fights and you're and better off going smaller promotions. Starting or... when
1: you're 24 and fight until you're 32 or whatever instead of starting when you're 18 and being done by 26. Yeah, right. Because you can only fight at a high level if you're getting hit, which he was getting hit. You can only, if you're not like yeah, like John Jones who hasn't been hit very many times in his life. Um you can't fight forever. Like you, you have a limited shelf life. It's like he started his clock already. So
0: yeah, definitely. So
1: yeah, it just, it, it was one of those gambles where I don't, I don't know that it paid off. It maybe brought him more star power because he, the story, the youngest UFC fighter ever, but I don't think that it will be like a, probably a great move in the long run. So
0: agreed. So that's all I got. What do you got this week? All right. Isn't he awesome? Got to give a shout out real fast. My boy, Kelvin Gaslam. Um, you know, probably the start of a return to uh to dethrone Izzy. Um, you know, one of the closer fights. So if uh if he's not gonna get Prayer the fight, he might as well give my boy Gaslam the fight. So Yeah, run it back. There's not many other you know, he's already beat he beat Whitaker twice, everybody else he beat in convincing fashion. I mean Gaslam's the only uh the only option left for not fighting Prayer for the third time. So give Galvin Gasson the title shot. He is awesome. And uh Jorge Masvidal's retirement not miles all, the his retirement that's what we're calling awesome this week um i've been waiting for it for a long time so i'm glad it's here we don't got to listen to that <laughs> doofus talk um yeah. i guess maybe uh game bread boxing went better than uh than maybe some people expected it to if he's confident in retiring after but um i still don't think he has much money <laughs> actually personally invested into that so yeah, um, i think it's more of just his name yeah exactly so um, and last but not least the wet spot. I don't know if you saw it, but I was out in California. I was looking for places to watch oh, the fights yeah, sure and enough. it's a, a gentleman's clubs and they show the UFC fights at it. So, I mean, I don't know why every strip club out there isn't uh showing UFC pay-per-views, but, uh, that's maybe a prime watching UFC watching experience. You can get right there. It seems like the logical next step. Yeah. Strip club fighting get a hold of dream palace and see if we can set something up for that's the move Red skins (laughs) near bones or whatever it's called over there now bones cabernet (laughs) yeah cabaret so that's the way to go or um but i looked into it a little bit more though so it says adult entertainment but i don't think it was full nude i think it's like uh like partial or or like they're like kind of like just dancing on poles but kind of uh, or something so gotcha. uh, it was also like kind of like a bar as well or something so uh but it's still looked pretty dope i think it's maybe like uh you ever been to um that bar uh it's like off shea um the dirty dog when they yeah. have those chicks dancing on the on the bar like yeah it's pretty sick I it's not like, dude we should go there one night it's fun do they show the fights uh unfortunately no but if they did it would be perfect it would probably be similar to that wet spot spot but uh Weekly call out, we'll move on to the Dalai Lama. Have you seen oh uh, what's up with this guy?
1: What, yeah, is there. I saw, I'll, I'll take your call out, I'll take that call out and I'll tell you not do my second call out of people defending it and saying like that's part of normal culture.
0: Having children suck <laughs> on your tongue is part of the Dalai Lama's culture? That people were trying to uh, defend it. If you're defending that, you're uh, yeah, you know you might right. as well be defending Epstein in my in my opinion there. That That's was uh, so
1: weird. Was that a smaller story than it should have been? Because I had to find it on like Twitter.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know about it, and then Ash told me about it. and I'm like, she kept trying to find the video, and all none of the news channels would play it. So we found it on Twitter too, and it I is saw. the weirdest shit ever. Like. He like baits this kid into coming up on stage oh, he, and he
1: pull he forces him.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, Give me a kiss on the cheek, and then he gets like kiss the kid on the cheek, and then he like forces the kid to mouth kiss him, like, not a makeup, just lips to lips. And then he says, Now suck on my tongue and sticks his tongue out. And it all the kid is like seriously like what like frozen. It looks like he's thinking about doing it. And then I don't think he does it. The video cuts out, but really? I don't think I don't think he sucks the tongue. How did they know he said that? Was that a lip reading or was it a hot mic? It was... I heard him say it. You can hear him say it. You can, if you can see it on the video, he's, or you can hear it. He says, like, suck my tongue. Uh, it's very weird, very creepy. And he just, like, issued an apology, and I guess it's all good. Well, that's the thing. The second he apologized, we knew that... That
1: took away all Except, I mean, chance of it being like some sort of weird cultural thing or something. But
0: he he apologized and said it. it's. They said it's the Dalai Lama's sense of humor. He jokes around and does stuff like that all the That's time. That's a joke.
1: You're allowed to a joke like that.
0: Uh, it definitely was not a joke. Like what first, is the Dalai Lama anyways? He's like the, he's one guy, right? There's does, does it's they like die? a Hindu, He's like the the he's like the pope of Hinduism. Yeah, I think so. So if he dies, is there a new Dalai Lama or is he the yeah, only Dalai so, Lama? Yeah. Oh, for there's a long like time? a whole. Like consp- like big, not even conspiracy. Like so, there's this. So when the Dalai Lama dies, there's this other person called the Pension Lama. The Pension Lama is in charge of finding the reincarnated uh, Dalai Lama. So after the Dalai Lama dies, the Pension Lama goes on a quest to find the body that the Dalai Lama was reincarnated into. Uh-huh. What happened? So the Pension Lama was abducted by China. Because you know how China hates China and Buddhism and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Tibetan So Free Tibet. China, the, the CCP or whatever, they abducted the pension Lama a long time ago when he was a kid, seven years old. And like recently, I don't know, not too long ago, like said like, oh, here he is, the pension Lama. So now the CCP, like just, plant, like they killed the pension Lama most likely. Um, there's no way they're actually like, that's the real one that they're... And they're like, hey, we got the Pencil Llama. Now, like, when the guy dies, like, he's... We got... The CCP is based. It's like a Chinese guy now, not a boot... Bud- not a... Not an Indian. So, uh, <laughs> so they're going to install the the next Dalai Lama, apparently, to the point where, like, the Dalai Lama said, like, there's never going to be another Dalai Lama because he doesn't want China to control it or something. I don't know. It's a big uh, big scandal. That's probably an investigation that JLT won't touch, but... It's a little over our heads.
1: <laughs> that's way beyond our pay grade, so... Strange video. yeah, very bizarre video though.
0: But yeah, I mean I don't do we want the pension Lama to go find the next dialama anyways if he's a, has kids suck on his own his tongue? Like I think whatever whoever the pension Lama is that found this dialama might, might have found might have found the wrong guy. Might have made a mistake. Yeah, there might be the real Dalai Lama out there in, in the in poverty <laughs> yeah. in India so somewhere. Aside, the real dilemma was <laughs> in a work camp in China. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jeez. Yeah, that was a very bizarre video. I actually saw that. And I was like, shouldn't this be like, isn't this, wouldn't this be like national news if it was like, I mean, obviously if like the Pope did it or something, but I don't know. They might be able to cover that up too. Who knows?
0: I mean, they've I'm starting to notice a trend. Lot of, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm starting to notice a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, there's some stuff going on in, uh, in these religions that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe just giving people un, uninhibited power
1: from birth is probably just
0: not a good idea. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, you got dude who would do that on camera he must be developing like uh dementia he's or really something right like 90 or eighty-nine yeah. or something so you know he's probably been having kids suck his tongue not on camera for a long time and he just didn't realize for that a he's long probably time it's
1: like the 30s or 40s
0: or something yeah like. and he's probably just like losing it now and did it on camera for the first time it was like oh fuck <laughs>
1: I don't even think he's worried about it, I think.
0: <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. just. Yeah, people apologize. and He's, he's like, just gonna... a joke. <laughs> you didn't think I was really going to let that kid suck my tongue, did you? <laughs> well, it definitely looked like he was going to let him if the kid did it, so.
1: Yeah. Um, it didn't
0: seem like a joke. You got to watch the video. It's weird. Oh, I saw the
1: video just to see it with audio. I didn't know the audio was actually... I was afraid to turn the audio on. Um, yeah, so very bizarre. Dalai Lama. Um... Probably you're probably not the only person to call him out. So, Um, yeah, with that, should we move on to our fight night?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Maybe we'll knock the Dalai Lama out. All right. Uh, UFC fight night, Holloway versus Allen. Where do we know where this is at?
0: Uh, It is in Kansas Kansas City. City. That's
1: right. We went over this last week.
0: Kansas City. Um, Home of the Chiefs. Yep.
1: Home of the Chiefs. Home of James Krause's now defunct gym. (laughs) Yeah. Surprised they're even letting anyone bet on these fights due to its proximity to uh, world-class cheating. But we got Max Holloway, a fan favorite for good reason. Absolutely deserves to be a fan favorite. One of, I think, three guys with more than six fights that's never been dropped. And he's got like 20 fights. Uh, He's a minus 185 favorite against Arnold Allen, who's plus 150 right now. Um... Interesting here, Max Holloway obviously in his prime. This is this is a dream matchup for him. Still, I think probably a favorable matchup for him. We don't know though. What was what, last time we saw Max Holloway was he was getting beat up by Volkanovski, right? Or have we seen him? No, since then?
0: he didn't. He beat um he's beaten uh, he beat Ayer Rodriguez since then, didn't he? I think
1: that was before that. Yeah, so yeah, oh he, he beat he beat Yair in November 2021, and then he July second he fought Volkanovski. First and foremost, we know now if it wasn't always very obvious Volkanovski's on a whole other level. Like he went up and fought Islam Akachev. and you know, um, and that's still not to say Max Holloway could have easily been up two zero on Volkanovski. Basically, my point is even though Max looked flat in his last fight against Volkanovski, that doesn't mean he's Everyone's Max is a guy that everyone's waiting for him to fall off that Tony Ferguson cliff because he's got taken so much damage in his career. Um, and could it happen? Yes. Uh, Arnold Allen's kind of a guy where he's got power, he's actually a very well rounded fighter, uh, kind of a sleeper because he's I don't think he talks much. I don't know,
0: yeah, and he doesn't fight, he's always injured too. Yes, so. yes.
1: And you know, his fight, his win over Cater was kind of a Fugazi win. Cater hurt his knee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, this is a great spot for Arnold Allen because if you beat Max Holloway, you're pretty much solidified yourself as the next title shot um, after Yayer and Volkanovski do their fight. But it, regardless, I think that Max, I I hold on hope that Max is still Max and I could see this going down like a, like a Cater, Holloway-Cater type of the situation where if Max gets rolling early, I don't know if a guy like Arnold Allen who does have some power and does have some solid boxing... He may not just may not be able to get anything going.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going uh, Max Holloway. I don't think he's done yet. Um, I don't think he's really showed any sense slowing down except for, like, I, I don't put much stock in him losing that badly to the Volkanovski in the last fight, like, especially after we saw, like you said, Volkanovski, what he was able to do with Islam Makachev. Like, he's just on a whole nother level at this point. And, but we've seen that Max Holloway has been on a whole nother level of everybody besides Volkanovski, it's Volkanovski, right? Max, and then a giant ocean, and then everyone else. Everybody else, right? Like, everyone else competitive, but those two are, are head and shoulders above everybody even, else. Yeah, even, like, Max just went and did, like, a side mission and beat Yair. Like, it was... I mean, it was a...
1: Yair was having some success, and Max actually had to resort to wrestling, but, like... Yeah. He just went and
0: beat Yair, like, for fun, in between, and Yair's not an easy guy to beat up. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know Arnon and Ellen's solid. Um it'll be kind of devastating for me if he beats Max Holloway just cuz like Max Holloway would be done then. Like I'd love to see like Max Holloway just continue to dominate, but um at at some point you got to think like he doesn't seem like he's interested in moving up to 155. Like he'd have to put on a substantial amount of weight like and it doesn't seem like Unless Volkanovsky moves up to 155, like, is he ever going to touch the title again? Like, what's he fighting for at this point? So, but it doesn't seem like he's ever lacked motivation. It seems like he enjoys going in there and throwing, putting a beat down on guys, and just the amount of volume he's able to throw, and um, just you know his work rate and uh, hands. I I don't know. I just think uh, I'm not I'm not ready to count Max Holloway out yet. So I would we'll love go with for him. like
1: another vintage Max performance yeah
0: me too i'd love to see it yeah for sure um edson barboza billy q uh
1: billy quarantino minus 175 edson barboza plus 145 I t- i've admitted this a million times i can't i can't handicap a edson barboza fight because all i can think of is like all his insane highlights and what he's capable of if say he lands a head kick lands a body kick lands a leg kick um I, I'm guessing what the odds makers think is Billy Quarantillo is going to be able to get Edson to the ground where Edson Barboza is kind of a fish out of water and hold on to him for three rounds and maybe just bust him up a little bit. The fact that Billy Q can take a beating and survive and usually come back and you know get stronger as the fight goes on, I'm sure that's a factor here too. But I, you can't really take beatings from Edson Barboza though. Like That's a little different no. than Alex Hernandez teeing off on you.
0: right? Yeah. I'm gonna go Edson Barbosa here. Um the dude's hands are just incredibly quick. Like I don't think Billy Q is just gonna wrestle for three rounds. Like there's gonna be some stand up here. And Billy Q, while he does have an insane work rate, he does get, get hit a lot. <laughs> yeah, and like the problem is like it's tough to get hit a lot versus Edson Barbosa. If you get hit a lot versus Ed- I guess Edson Barbosa, he's gonna take you out, right? So um I think with the plus money, um I'm gonna go Edson Barbosa here. I think Billy Q is not like as elite of an arrest as of a, a wrestler as that guys that have dominated edson barbosa on the ground yeah, like, like a
1: bryce mitchell or- yeah
0: he's not like super strong on top like to be able to keep him down like i think uh edson he can't explode up i think he will against a guy like billy q and uh i think you know he has potential to take him out on the feet so i mean this could be wrong billy corntillo could just outwork him and take him down and get back up to take him down again but uh well, I, I like some plus money here on Edson Barbosa. I, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to uh, – I mean, he could finish anybody at any time. So That's the thing. That's why I just I – just, I've been so wrong trying to pick him because I'm like
1: – and on his best day, no one can beat him. Like, he could beat anybody. Yeah, for sure. On his worst day, he can look terrible.
0: Absolutely so, terrible, uh, yeah. it's
1: it's hard for me to get involved. Um, next up, speaking of guys who can look terrible, Ian Cudelaba, minus 125, Tanner Bowser. Dark horse to win the heavyweight title in 2020,
0: according to yeah, John, John and
1: others, plus 105. This is at light heavyweight, so Tanner Buzzer's going down.
0: Yeah, it looks like a light heavyweight bout. All
1: right, well, you know my thoughts on Ian Cudalaba. There's not much for me to say other than he's capable of big things and he's capable, more capable of dumb things.
0: Yeah, it seems like he's... He's only capable of fighting one round, apparently, these days. So, But do you remember? He
1: looked good for three rounds against somebody, and then he came back and looked terrible in one round again. It looked like he got his... Who did he fight where it looked like he got his cardio under control? Uh, yeah, was it, I know Chukwi, was No, Ch-
0: he got beat by Natchukwu, didn't he?
1: I think he got submitted by Ryan Spann, and then I think he... Um, yeah, because remember that, actually, I think he did get beat by chuckwick Yeah,
0: he lost. He's lost his last three. Devin Clark. Devin Clark was where yeah. he held on for He his three won rounds. a three-round decision. Yeah,
1: and Devin Clark's not very good, so.
0: No, not at all, so.
1: But is Devin Clark better than Tanner Bozer? Like, Tanner Bozer's not very good either.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I think still, I think, I don't think he's going to fight a three-round decision against him. Like, I he can't wrestle for more than a round, and I don't think he's going to be able to, like, win a standing up decision versus tanner bozer like i think he can knock out tanner bozer early in the first round but i think if it goes three rounds it's going to be tanner bozer most likely winning the second rounds two and three so i'm gonna go tanner bozer as a what, slight underdog um i think you just got to survive the first round and tanner bozer can throw some volume and kind of pick him apart but uh I could see Bozer getting knocked out, cutting some weight here too, and so that's the that's the risk you gotta take in this one. So but Kudelov has just been a proven world class yeah, idiot. So world class idiot. <laughs> I think I'll go Tanner Bowser. All right.
1: Yeah, I can't argue with that on that. Uh Chris Gutierrez minus two twenty-five, Pedro Munos plus one eighty. Um Chris Gutierrez kinda of been on a little bit of a run. Uh Pedro Munos, obviously we know his uh long history here. Um I don't know. They've just been feeding older guys to Chris Gutierrez and kind of built, propping him up or what? What's the uh, what's the read here? We, obviously, Pedro Munoz can put on good performances, um, but I don't know. I don't know where he is here. I don't know where he is at this point in his career. And I don't know how to really gauge it against Chris Gutierrez.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going Chris Gutierrez in this one. Um, I just think he's fresh a fresher fighter. He's looked good recently. Um I don't know, Pedro Munoz, he's, he's been, you know, he's been decent at his, uh, at his best in his career, but uh, it seems like he's kind of on his way out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just seems like this is one of those classic, like, guy on his way down versus guy on his way up type fights, and uh, Chris Gutierrez, I think, is going to, uh, to be the, uh, you know, a guy that like, beats Pedro Munoz. I think one of the big things I see here is, like, um, Chris Gutierrez does not get hit that much where Pedro Munoz gets landed on quite a bit yeah. six you know he gets hit six times per minute so he absorbs six strikes per minute whereas uh Chris Gutierrez at two and a half they have similar output or right around five so Gutierrez is the guy that retired uh Frankie Edgar right yeah so
1: devastatingly just, he could easily retire Pedro Munoz
0: yeah I mean Pedro Munoz has I think a better chin still than than Frankie Edgar at this but point he's but he's 40 right he's old right Pedro he Munoz. is old, yeah. I don't know exactly how old he is, but um, he is definitely getting up there. It's fishy I,
1: when the UFC starts giving you all old guys. Something, he, it's weird.
0: Yeah, that's, the, they're they're trying to push you, right? Yeah. That's like their, their patented go-to move. It's like, start giving them everybody that's old, and then he's 36, Pedro Munoz is, so.
1: Oh, he's not horribly old then.
0: Yeah, but 36 is, 36. for Bantamweight, is 40. 36 with a lot of fights. Yeah, for sure, he's. So
1: yeah, it certainly seems like they're uh I don't know, just to get the Frank the shell of Frankie Edgar and then get to fight Pedro Munoz in your next fight, like
0: Yeah, I mean Pedro Munoz hasn't really won he's his only win is Jimmy Rivera since Cody Gar- since he beat Cody Garbrandt in two thousand nineteen. Like he was on a, a streak, but I mean Oh yeah, he
1: he had the he popped for steroids after that Garbrand fight too.
0: Yeah, so after that he's lost to uh, Aljo, Frankie Edgar. I mean, he lost to Frankie Edgar. Do you Edgar. remember the he,
1: Frankie Edgar fight? It was a questionable decision. but Yeah,
0: split decision. Yeah, that was a weird one. But um, then he beat Jimmy Rivera. Then he got lost to Aldo Cruz. And then the no contest when he faked the eye poke. But apparently it was a turn retina. So I'll give him a pass. I guess it was really actually a bad eye poke. <laughs> it looked like he wanted out. It looked it was, like it. But. so easy
1: to sit on the couch and just be like, that guy wanted to take the easy way
0: out. Yeah, Coward. right. It didn't. It just didn't look like that bad of an eye poke, but I guess like it just doesn't have to be if it like if it gets you the right way, right? Yeah, especially a guy who's never taken like an easy way out in a, a fight. Like, yeah, he's a tough guy. Like he's always been a tough guy. So definitely. And I mean, he's only he's got seven losses. They're all by decision. So um, I, I think Chris Cordero is going to be in for a tough fight. But I think he's going to think he's going to pull it through a it probably by decision. Since it seems like Pedro Amine is pretty damn durable. So true. True. The uh, last one we got on the um, Brandon raw, raw Dog Roy Vell. Was this the one you still want to go over? Plus 175 and Mateus? Yeah, Michaelis. we'll put it just like on a fight to watch. I'm not going to make an official pick on it just because, I, I don't know, I, I'd want to take Roy Vell. Jeff. I was going to say, there's a couple
1: <laughs> guys on this card.
0: We got Clay Guida as a plus
1: 185 underdog. That's his, that's his sweet spot. Um, yeah, right, against Rafa Garcia. That's Clay Guida's sweet spot to come out and just – Get beat up, lit up in the first half of the first round, tide starts to turn, um, ends up winning a the decision. Then we got uh, Brandon Roy Val, who's a guy that gets beat up,
0: somehow pulls some goes for some chaotic move and it works. Um, yeah, Nicola's looked pretty good, but I yes. mean Roy Val, you can never count the guy out. So
1: also Jillian Robertson, minus 125, probably a submission win, right? Like just a safe bet every time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what she goes for. I, I just don't know a ton about her opponent, so I, I don't know for sure to say that. But uh, it seems like that's her go-to. She can take a punch, too. She walks through it to, uh, to get to the submission. So She does. She finds ways to win.
1: So, um, yeah, so solid card here. We got a whole bunch of fights. Um, obviously, it's always kind of a little bit of a different feeling the week after, like, a huge pay-per-view um, it's just kind of like the pressure's kind of off. I don't know why I say pressure on me like I have something to fight or something, <laughs> but like yeah. I just feel like it's so much more relaxed. Like I can w- I'll can, watch some of these fights on my phone or whatever. Like it's just it's a little different. But um, good spot Max Holloway. I feel like a Max Holloway fight is very akin to a pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get a Max Holloway on a, the fight night after a pay-per-view like that, you can't complain about anything. So um, it should be an exciting card. I think we got some interesting matchups. I mean, you got – Billy Correia and and Bill Algeo are both on this card. They're almost like the uh I, yeah. I feel like they're the same type fighter, pretty much. They're similar. They're similar. Um, there's also Lana Venata, who at times it was like one of
1: the most exciting fighters. And yeah. Other times it was just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, who
0: else? There's uh, Ed Herman. I just found out he's still in the UFC. Right. Yeah. So there's there's some names on this one. So. Uh, It should be an interesting watch. Dustin Jacoby should be – gets that asthma at Merzakanov. Should be a good fight too, so.
1: Yeah,
0: well, we'll leave it
1: at that then and uh, see where it goes. But we'll wrap things up here for now. Um, We'll be back next week to recap. So good luck on your picks. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you all next week. Peace.